Alexa, play that Amazon ads podcast. Which one would you like to hear? The best one. Okay, now playing that Amazon ads podcast. These gentlemen are completely changing the game. After listening to that Amazon ads podcast, my ads are finally profitable. I also heard they're pretty cute. Welcome back to That Amazon Ads Podcast, the podcast that talks about Amazon ads, as the name might imply. And that's about the most creative thing I can come up with. We should come up with a tagline or something. We need a, a nice little like entering open, op, introduction opening type thing. So anyways, this is the podcast. I'm joined by Andrew. Andrew, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Having a good day. How are you? You got, I think you wanted me to ask you about your shirt. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Check out my shirt. Check it out. It says uh, for the listeners, it's Zuckerberg versus Musk. That's right. I got that shirt. <laughs> what's the UFC guy's name? Dana Manny? Dana White? What's his name? Dana White. Yeah. Yeah. So a little context. I went Who's to a Dana UFC. Manny? Why does why do I even think of that name? Is that a I don't person? know. Anyways, probably. I've never probably just never heard of him. But yeah, I went to a UFC event last night. It was a pretty good time. Uh, but I saw this shirt and I just like had to get it. I think it's like kind of just a joke. Uh, it's been going around, but thought it was trendy. Thought it was cool. Thought I would look cool in it on the podcast, and it'd be a good way to start this start this conversation off. So, oh well, you yeah. don't look cool. And ah, in case anyone didn't know, uh, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg have supposedly challenged each other to a fight in the ring. And Andrew, in, in that fight, who who are you putting money on? Um, yeah, so contrary to popular belief, I would have to go with Mark Zuckerberg. And the only reason I think that being, is the popular belief. Is it is it I thought everybody was saying Elon would win. And I've just seen Mark Zuckerberg do jujitsu. And so I've seen some of his clips of training and everything like that. And I think I'm not sure if Elon trains or not, but I I don't think he has the time. You know Zuckerberg's done like a good amount of jujitsu. I don't think I think most people are betting on Zuckerberg. Although I did see Elon Musk went live on some like street live stream from his Twitter office and he was curling 45s on the live stream, which I thought was impressive. I don't know if I yeah, can curl 45s. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not bad. That's pretty good. Pretty good curl for Elon. He's a big guy though. He yeah, seems he's like he's big. big. I've never, never seen him in person, but uh, he looks like a pretty big dude. But yeah, I would take Mark Zuckerberg simply to, due to the fact that he has some good jujitsu I've seen him actually compete in some jujitsu things, so I'd have to go with him simply for that reason. Yeah. Do you know how tall? So, do you know how tall Zuckerberg is? Yeah, he's pretty short, isn't he? Like five ten, five five nine, something like that. Five ten's not short. <laughs> I don't know. Well, compared to like Elon, who's like what six two, I'm six five, four, or something seven, like that. Dude, you're making me feel tiny. Zuckerberg is it's five eight. eight. It's okay. Okay. Zuckerberg okay. is five. Not everyone can be. What are you six two? Not everyone can be six two, man. Uh, Musk is about six, two, six, yeah. one and a half. So he's got a, uh, a clear size advantage, but I, I just, I still got to go with Zuck just with just, you know, because of jujitsu. I think, I think he'd handle Musk. No problem. So, well, we'll see. I hope, I, I hope I it hope happens. We'll I want to bet fun. on that. I want to bet yeah. on that. But speaking of betting, Andrew, the real question is, when it comes to different campaign placements on Amazon, where are you going to put your money? Where are you going to make the bet? Are you going to bet more for top of search? 
That's a great question, Stephen. That's and that's uh, a segue. That that's a great question, and that is what we're going to be talking about today. Exactly where to put your bets, which placements perform the best, and how to optimize for the best performance across all your placements. How to hit those target day costs on your top of search, product pages, rest of search. We're going to talk through that today. So buckle up, let's dive in. Yes. So a hotly discussed topic, I think. Uh, fairly misunderstood and fairly underutilized is the ability to control your bidding by placement on Amazon. So in case anyone didn't know, within any of your Amazon campaigns, if you click into the uh, campaign settings and you look at placements, you'll see that there are options to increase your bids for placements on top of search or product pages and then the, you'll also see that there are rest of search placements. So Andrew, that's like kind of the default for sponsored products, um, how those placement adjustments go. There are also some for sponsored brands as well, but for this episode, we'll, we'll probably just focus on sponsored products. We can always cover more later. Why don't you kind of walk us through that, Andrew, those three different placements, the top of search placements, product pages, and rest of search. What do those mean? Yeah, yeah, I think this is a really good place to start, uh, especially if you're a beginner just starting out. You know, it's important to have this understanding that there are different placements across search results and product pages that these ads are showing up and that we have the ability to apply some different filters and, and changes to impact the performance that we're seeing across those placements. So within sponsored products specifically, we have three main categories that our ads are going to be displaying on. So to start out, if you go to Amazon, you type in anything in their search bar, you're going to come to a search result page. And on that search result page, you're going to start by seeing that first sponsored brand placement, which we already talked about um, in a previous episode. But then right below that, you're going to see uh, what we call your top of search placements. So these are your top of search um, ads that you'll see on any result. Um, those first four placements, usually depending on the category, uh, will be your top of search ad placements. Then below that, you'll see some you know, organic placements. And, and as you go down, you'll see more ads. And littered throughout the page, there are a variety of ads. But um, down below the fold, you'll, you'll find some uh, sponsored product placements that we term rest of search. And, and why don't we define that really quickly in case if anyone's newer to marketing? What is, what is above the fold, below the fold? Yeah. So above the fold is just going to be when you land on a page, what is showing on your actual desktop or on your screen. So anything yeah. that's visible Before right, right when you land. Yeah. Right when you land on the page, that's what we consider above the fold. Everything below that is after you start scrolling is what we consider below the fold. So stuff you can't see unless you start that scroll journey. Yeah. Yeah. So those top of search placements for sponsored products only pertain to that top row which uh, we can call those above the fold placements. We can call them top of search placements. In fact, above the fold, I think was one of the uh, potential podcast names that we we had uh, several months ago when we kicked this off. But yeah, those, it's just that, that top row on page one, not page two, not page three, anything like that. Um, Amazon's pretty broad with those placements. They just like, if you're not top of search, everything else, they're just going to call it rest of search, whether it's anywhere else on page one, page two, page three, any of those other placements are, are rest of search. And then, of course, they do have those product page uh, specific placements, uh, which, Andrew, how, what do those look like when you're looking at sponsored products on product pages? Yeah, yeah. Good question. Um, yeah. If you, and let if me you ask land- one other thing. Are those product page placements only for product targeting campaigns? 
Uh, we would spiral down a rabbit hole here, but we can just briefly uh, cover cover that topic too while we're at it. But at first, on product detail pages, if you're targeting ASINs, if, if you're displaying ads, if you're seeing some impressions and clicks on product pages in that placements tab uh, in one of your campaigns, you're gonna be showing up on detail pages, but not just detail pages. So if you're targeting ASINs, you can also be eligible for showing up in search results. Um, if you have, say, a sponsored product manual targeting um, ASIN targeting campaign, product targeting campaign, you're gonna not only show up on the detail page of that product, but you also might follow that product around across different searches that it also appears in. So it's important to have that distinction that product pages is not just product pages. It's not distinctly uh, limited to just showing up on detail pages, but when it does show up on detail pages, it's important to know where, um, you'll, you'll have to go and visit a detail page to really get a visual of this, but land on a product detail page, scroll down, get past the buy box, the buy, buy now and add to cart button, and you'll see like a little carousel of sponsored items. You'll, you'll be able to call it out just with the little sponsored tag. And I think um, there's usually a little tag that says, you know, customers also looked at or something along those lines. And it appears in a little carousel and all of those are sponsored ads. So that's the placement for product pages that we typically see. Yeah. So when it comes to launching a sponsored product campaign, whether you're targeting keywords or product targets, it doesn't matter. They're both going to have the same placement settings. So you can target keywords and you can show up on product pages. You can target different products and you can show up on top of search, rest of search. So that's one kind of important distinction is that where the, the placement settings is not the same as targeting. Targeting is essentially going after a certain context. Uh, when you're, yeah, when, when you're targeting something, you, that's probably the best way to think of it. You're, you're targeting a specific context. You're targeting a keyword, i.e. you're targeting a search journey of a customer or you're targeting a product, which is essentially contextual targeting and, and trying to place your ad uh, next to that other product. Now, the actual placements on the platform itself have those three definitions of top of search, product pages, rest of search. For sponsored brands, they just call it top of search and not top of search. So a little bit more vague. They don't have that that detail pages extra breakout that just kind of gets lumped into a non-top of search kind of category. So I think where people get very confused is they know that top of search performs better, like they have a suspicion, but sometimes people see that the A cost is really high for them at top of search. And so they don't know what to do. They're like, uh, you know, do I increase your top of search? The conversion rates are better, but my A cost is so high. I don't know what to do. And like, I can't decrease bids and something else that's important to note. You can't decrease for top of search or decrease for product pages or decrease even for rest of search. You know, Amazon doesn't let you decrease bids. They only let you increase anywhere from 0% to a 900% increase, which 900% is basically a 10 times multiplier on whatever your, your default keyword bids is, bids are. And you can only increase on top of search and product pages. So you can't decrease anywhere else. You can't increase on rest of search. Your only option is to increase on top or increase on product pages. And you can do that from anywhere from a 0% to a 900% increase. So yeah, anything to like add to that, Andrew, I'm just trying to give people context of what we're talking about before we actually dive into the math of 
how to calculate what those increases or decrease percentages should be? No, you know, that that seems like a pretty good start. Um, just kind of laying out the fact that, number one, there are these different placements um, that you your ads can deliver across a variety of different places is a good place to start. Now, I think the question is, is like, you know, just given that you're limited to only those two placements, you're only able to adjust those two uh, placement settings. It'll be it'll be good for us to to break down exactly how you calculate those um, placement settings from here. Um, but I think this gives everybody a pretty good foundational understanding. If you have any experience with Amazon PPC and you're listening to this, you probably understand what we're talking about, and you've at least probably messed around with with some of these uh, placement modifications and seen kind of different changes and results that they can create. They can spike CPCs um, just by having an increase for top of search. Um, you can see that, you know, you start spending a lot more at top of search with a slight adjustment. But Stephen, do you want to go over some of the some of the stuff that you typically see people doing when it comes to setting these bid placements first? Like what what's kind of the general consensus around um, how to calculate these? Is there currently a agreed upon methodology for how to set these placements as is? Yeah, that's a great question. From, I'll tell you from all of the campaigns that I've audited, uh, which is a lot. Yeah, I've probably audited over 100 accounts uh, in my career, uh, probably several hundred accounts probably. And that turned that into you know several thousand campaigns total that I've probably looked at the placement settings. And most of the time I see people doing like a zero to maybe 10% increase for top of search, which we'll find out in a little bit on average, you probably want to be increasing for top of search by 30 to 50%, which probably sounds astronomical to a lot of people, but we'll show you the math and why that like that one little secret is part of why we so often quickly boost client sales when we start partnering with, with a, a new client. We just like crank up the top of search and then we decrease bids elsewhere because what we ended up finding out is that people were like, they were spending way too much on product pages where performance was abysmal and not putting any money behind top of search where performance is the best. And so like their ACOS was high and their sales were low. And we just like go, bloop, just like kind of flip the spend there. And we'll show you guys how to do that. Uh, but basically just flip the spend between product pages and top and uh, your ACOS comes down, your sales go up. It's probably the, the best performance hack that I've ever been able to use on Amazon. But yeah, by default, I think most people pick somewhere between zero to 10%, just really, really conservative and it's uh, bids and it's probably bidding adjustments, I should say. And it's probably because they don't know how to calculate it, which is what we're going to be talking about on this episode. And then to the flip side, I've seen people uh, just launch it all the way to 900% increase for top. And those are like their, uh, they'll have those campaigns being titled like a top of search only campaign where they're trying to exclusively spend on top, which I get that. I've done that too. Um, that's, that's a different thing. That's not necessarily calculating. You're not calculating 900% based off of performance of top of search. You're, you're doing that increase of 900% because you're optimizing towards a, a different goal. You're in that, uh, in that scenario, you're most likely focused on winning top of search impression share. And that's your, your main KPI, not so much the, the ACOS. So that's probably the two different scenarios that I've seen. What about you? Yeah, very similar. Um, usually see kind of like generic across the board increases. Um, I've even seen software tools that'll do that. Like uh, just like blanket top of search increases of like 12 or 15% or something like that. Um, and I've also seen where people will take kind of an inch up approach, kind of similarly to how you might inch up your, you know, uh, strong performing keywords, you might inch up bids by 10, 20%. Seen people do that. They'll say, hey, you know, our, our, our ACOS at top of search is, you know, below our target. Let's increase top of search by 10%. 
and see what happens. And so they're just kind of like taking this test and, and, and then see what happens approach. So that's typically what I see um, most people doing is, is just doing that 10% increase or 20% increase, and then they'll see what happens or they're not utilizing it at all. Or it's like totally random and it's like they'll they'll just like throw in like 9% or like, you know, whatever uh, to try to see what happens. I don't know. Sometimes I see that and it's like clear these haven't been changed. They'll set them, they'll leave them and they won't mess with them ever, um, which I think these things can be tweaked and changed uh, on a little bit more regular basis um, according to the type of performance that we're seeing. So excited to dive into this and see how we actually calculate these things. Yeah. So let's not delay anymore. Let's just actually dive in. We'll pull up the screen share and we'll walk you guys through this campaign placement bidding adjustment calculator that we made. And we will link to this Google sheet in the description video of uh, the of the YouTube video. And we'll also make sure we include it in the podcast show notes as well so you guys can access this tool and play around with it. So let's jump over to that. Okay, so let's break down this real quick. We have uh, this this Google Sheet here, Campaign Placement Bidding Adjustment Calculator. We're gonna walk you through this. Uh, Steven's actually gonna walk you through all of the math behind how we actually calculate these placements, uh, these placement modifications. But for now, just to give you an idea of what we're looking at here, this is very similar to something that you would see if you logged in to your Amazon Ads account, clicked into one of your campaigns and went into the placements tab. Looks very similar. You're going to get this breakdown of top of search, product pages, rest of search, and then all the performance metrics in there that you can typically report on and see within the ad console, minus a few that we've added, um, just some custom metrics that aren't included in the ad console, like conversion rate, revenue per click, um, we're going to be diving into those and how we utilize those to actually calculate the bid uh, placement increases. So, Stephen, you want to dive dive into this and show us kind of what your your process is with this? Yeah, and I'm kind of editing this in real time as we prepare this <laughs> document for uh, for mass copying. Um, something I just realized when you guys do receive this document, um, the yellow fields will will kind of be the the editable fields for you to, to input. Everything else is, is going to be a calculated field. So this is taken from one of our clients. It's just a, a random sponsor product campaign from a random client. Um, we just took the last 30 days. We dumped it all in there and we, we put in the impressions, clicks, orders, as well as the spend and sales. And then everything else there is just a calculated field. We're calculating the click-through rate, the cost per click, the conversion rate, the average order value, the A costs. And of course... The revenue per click. So, um, I'm gonna before we kind of dive into the actual math behind the uh, performance difference, and that's that the final the final uh, column here. It, it's perf diff, which stands for performance difference. Which essentially, all we're trying to do is we're trying to find out by how much better does top of search perform compared to say product pages or rest of search, and if it performs, you know. 50% better based on like a, like conversion rates are 50% higher, we would want to increase those bids by 50%. So whatever the performance difference is, is also going to be what your campaign bidding adjustment should be. So to kind of walk you guys through that, one other thing I do want to just call out really quickly, because um, Andrew, I've seen this where let's, I'm actually just going to edit this really quickly and just, let's just say spend at top of search was five, uh, was like, way more. So, so now the top of search there is uh, $5,000 um, for people who can't see the visual. Before we were saying, let's just say that the target A cost for this client is, we'll say 20, 
22%, or we'll say, yeah, 20 to 25%. Maybe that's like the, the target. So their target A cost is around 20 to 25%. Um, they're doing pretty good on top of search. They're getting a 22% A cost. They're doing pretty good on rest of search. They're getting a 21% A cost. Product pages is pretty high, 40%. That's pretty typical, but we're not, it's not a super red flag. Uh, the spend there is really low, which this this campaign itself is pretty well optimized. So that's why the spend is so low on product pages is because we've we've downbitted it. But um, the performance difference for top of search is 55%. And so that would mean we should be increasing our bids, the placement settings for this campaign by 55% for those top search placement settings. Now, if we did have, let's just say the spend on top of search doubled somehow, and all of a sudden we're seeing that we spent almost twice as much, ACOS jumps up to 40% here. Now the ACOS is way too high on top of search, but do you notice that the performance difference is still 55%? Like that didn't change, you know, even though the ACOS just went crazy and the ACOS is way too high, right? We should only be spending, um, we should only be spending like 25% or we should be targeting like 25% ACoS. How come we're increasing another 55% on top of search when the ACoS is already way too high? I'm not sure if that's making sense. Andrew, do you think people are tracking with that? Or maybe you can like help me like rephrase what I'm, what I'm getting at here. No, I, I, I think I get where you're going with it. Go ahead and wrap it up. Like show us, show us what you, what you're actually using. Like how yeah. this would work. So I, I, the, the reason why I flag that is because the ACOS issue there is not the the uh, the issue there isn't that the top of search has been increased or decreased, whatever, per se. Because the whole goal, and you guys would, would do well if it's been a while or if you haven't caught the episodes yet, to go back to episodes two, three, four, and five, where we talk about how to calculate what your CPCs should be. Um, and we're going to be doing that based off of uh, revenue per click, which um, I'll, I'll recap in a moment why we use that. But the issue uh, here that, that we're seeing is that the revenue per click didn't change when we increased the spend. The, the issue here, if, if that is like the case where the ACoS is way too high, a lot of times the issue, I'm, I'm kind of starting to find the right words, so I'll try, to, I'll try to bring it in. But the issue in this scenario wouldn't be the placement setting itself, it would be the keyword bids in that campaign. The keyword bids can be way too high and that can be killing your top of search ACoS and make it look like top of search is doing really, really poorly. But in this scenario, top of search still has the highest conversion rate. It still has the highest revenue per click. It still has the highest uh, average order value. It is still worth a lot more. It's still worth 55% more than any other placement based off of having a higher conversion rate, a higher AOV, and on average, a higher revenue per click. So the only issue here with why that ACoS would be so high would be a keyword bid issue. So. We'll come back to another episode where we we'll talk about how to then like factor these into the keyword bids. We basically have to take episodes two through five plus this episode and bring them all together. But for now, the reason why we look at revenue per click, um, because several years ago I was I was all about just following conversion rates and if wherever conversion rates are the best, you should go after that. Um, but that was actually a mistake in my in my youthfulness because I realized what conversion rate doesn't factor in is average order value. So you see on these different placements, we're also getting not only is conversion rate so much higher top of search coming in at a 25% conversion rate, um, which is three times higher than product pages where product pages is only around like 8%. So not only is the conversion rate much higher, but also the average order value is higher. So if you have both a higher conversion rate and an average order, higher average order value, 
your revenue per click is going to be even larger. And so all we're trying to do here is figure out which placement has the highest revenue per click. And based on the, the, per, the revenue per click relative to other placements, what should that bid be? So hopefully that all makes sense. Um, I, I really wish I could like pause and get questions. Maybe we'll have to do this live sometimes to get some people to, to answer some live questions. But uh, I'm just trying to provide some context and then we can actually jump in and look at the formulas just to kind of give you guys an idea of, we don't want to just give you this calculator and just say, there you go, plug it in and just trust it. We also want to walk you through the logic. So let me transition over to that and we can show you kind of what's going on with the formulas that we have on this sheet for you. So we have the formulas typed in here. If you are just listening to this audio, uh, just listening on the audio and not able to see the screen, we uh, recommend you guys come back, watch, catch this YouTube video so you can see exactly what we're doing here. I'm sure it'll make a lot more sense, but I'll try to explain it as much as I can. Um, all we're simply going to do is, and I'm just gonna re, yeah, re-enter these formulas, but because we can increase, your rest of search is essentially your base bid. So your keywords, by default are going to be like that, that rest of search is kind of just the average of all of your keywords default bid. And then you are able to increase for uh, product pages or you can increase for top of search. And so all we're going to simply do is we're going to look at the top of search revenue per click. We will divide that by the rest of search revenue per click. And then we're going to subtract one. Um, and we subtract one because without that, it would say it's 155% better um, but the, it's technically only 55% better. The first hundred percent is just like catching up to the same level. And then it exceeds by another 50, 55%. So in this scenario, the top of search on average on for each click is driving 55% more revenue than rest of search. And it's doing that because, uh, both the conversion rate are higher and the average order value is higher. So both of those combined is, is contributing to that on average 55% more revenue per click, which essentially means if you are trying to target, say a 25% ACoS, and I know we're gonna get a lot of questions. People are gonna always ask about like, what about ranking strategies? What about product launch strategies? All these types of things. Maybe you don't wanna bid to that ACoS cause that's too conservative or whatever. That's a whole separate question around what should your target ACoS be, which we can have another topic on that. Um, if 25%, if you're like, what this is all designed to do is to help you guys actually hit your target ACoS. So, uh, you know, if your target ACoS is maybe your break even, we're going to help you get as close as possible to that break even, which is essentially should be kind of the sweet spot between maximizing sales volume, but also maintaining profitability. That's kind of like a good default that most people go to. There are more advanced strategies where you want to run out of loss intentionally to, in order to rank. Um, but that's a separate conversation around what your target ACoS be. Were you going to add something there, Andrew? Yeah, yeah. Just basically, so essentially the, what we're talking about today is not necessarily applicable to everything. This is applicable to a specific goal, right? Our specific goal is to hit a target ACoS. And if we perhaps set the wrong target ACoS for a particular strategy, a ranking strategy, a ranking campaign, this, this methodology of setting placement settings may not be effective towards your goals that you're trying to accomplish. So if, you know, say you have a, a an account and your target ACoS is 25% and you're using that uh, as a target for your ranking strategies, as well as all of your other, you know, just like evergreen strategies, um, 
and you keep trying to target a 25% ACoS on the ranking campaign, you may notice that you start to like lose visibility or you aren't keeping the same level of visibility or generating any visibility if it's a new campaign. Um, so you may have to like change that what that target ACoS actually is going to be in these in these calculations in order to actually generate the type of results that you're looking for. So I think right. we could maybe break down some of the different ways that these placement settings can be manipulated and used in different strategies, but that's kind of a different uh, different conversation for a different time. We can talk about you know how we can leverage this with uh, ranking strategies in particular, uh, but for now, I think just keeping it as comprehensive and as like generally applicable to somebody who's just running like evergreen campaigns. They have their you know single product ad group campaign running. Um, this is kind of how we would go about optimizing something like that towards a particular target. Yep. Yeah. Um, I just don't want anyone coming back and, you know, being like, Hey, I hit my 25% target ACoS, but my sales died. This is a horrible strategy. And they'd be like, well, this, the strategy here was just to get you to the target ACoS. So this isn't necessarily around ranking, right? This is just like, yeah, there's, there's multiple strategies that need to be employed, but yeah, it's not a like sales maximization, uh, yeah tactic this is more so hitting hitting target margins right like this is this is like trying to hit your target metrics yeah this is like for the 80 percent of spend in your account that's just overall these long tail keywords like this campaign in particular is an auto campaign um so this is just like it's a general auto campaign it's just trying to you know still continue a lot of sales volume do some keyword research and everything and we want to stay within that 25 percent acos so um, the next thing we're going to do here is we're going to calculate the placement for product pages. So we'll do the same thing. Product pages, we have the opportunity to increase from the base bid, which is rest of search. Um, so we'll look at what that revenue per click is over the rest of search revenue per click and then subtract one. And we see that product pages actually performs 51% worse than rest of search. So that presents a little bit of a problem because we can't actually decrease our bids for product pages, uh, the lowest we can go is 0%. And so essentially what we have to do there, and you can see kind of what we did for this account is we actually kind of, we try to find, uh, and this is also a topic for another time, but um, if we know that rep, that the rest of search is worth this much, but product pages is worth this much, um, we try to find a balance based on like how many sales are being driven from rest of search versus product pages. and you can see that we've done it effectively where we did lower the CPCs on product pages. Um, so product pages have the lowest CPC for this account uh, and also really tiny amount of spend. Like, I mean, how much spend is that? That divided by total. It's like 4% of our spend uh, is only going to product pages because the, the ACoS there is 40%. That's way over, over target. So we've put we've taken some measures to factor in that lackluster performance into our keyword bids to greatly minimize the amount of spend that's going to pr product pages without losing the spend and visibility on rest of search. Um, so that's kind of what we have to do in this interim while Amazon doesn't yet give us the ability to decrease these bids by 51%. But this serves as a great scenario where uh, coming out of the podcast, last podcast episode where we talked about using if functions, you know, we can say here like that if uh, the rest of the product pages, rest of search. The, <laughs> I wish I could speak sometimes. If the uh, product pages revenue per click, and I'm not sure why this why this isn't working. 
if, here we go, the product page's revenue per click is greater than the rest of search revenue per click, then we can run the calculation where we do revenue per click divided by rest of search revenue per click minus one. But if it's not, since we can't go below zero, we'll just throw in a zero. And so that's what that formula is there. So basically we're, we're only going to increase on product pages if the revenue per click is performing better on product pages compared to rest of search. And that is something that I have seen at times for some clients. Andrew, I'm sure you've seen that too with, yeah. with some of your accounts where sometimes, you know, what would you say on average product pages? Yeah, that's actually a good question because we talked about top of search on average, like yeah, what like, people do to increase. Yeah, like on average, how like how often I see better performance on product pages versus uh, rest of search? Or are you asking... Yeah. Yeah. Like out of um, 10 accounts. Maybe like, maybe like 20% of the time. Like it, it yeah. just kind of depends on the products and the and the category. I, I notice it performs a lot better with like larger categories and larger uh, catalogs, sorry. Catalogs, yeah. but. I'd say um, for me, probably like 10% of the time. Yeah. And, and the increase for product pages relative to rest of search is usually pretty small. Much uh, It's lower. usually like 10 or 15%. Yeah. So, yeah. so you can see here, let's just say like, you know, if, if hypothetically, just like the conversion rates were twice as high on product pages, because you can see here, the conversion rates are so dang low, like 8% compared to an average of 21%. Um, it's just so low, but let's just like, hypothetically, if it, if this drove, let's just say it just drove like a thousand dollars in sales. Um, and the ACOS was low here, then we'd say, okay, we should be increasing these bids here by 27%. But as you can see that the revenue per click came up substantially when those sales came up. So that's just like kind of to give you guys an idea of like how this how this logic works. Now, on the top of search cell, someone might've noticed, hey, you didn't do that same, you know, if it's greater than increase. Uh, yeah, to be fair, you know, or I guess to be precise, you know, maybe we should say if, only if top search revenue per click is, why does this cell keep breaking like this? Like, doesn't let me, uh, Andrew, you probably know what's going on, what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> so only if the top of search revenue per click is uh, greater than the rest of search revenue per click, will we then calculate um, that that performance difference? Otherwise, we're just going to say 0%. So uh, when you guys download the sheet, just so you know, that's kind of what's going on in that if logic there. Now, when we come to the rest of search, we put this cell in red because of something very interesting that we just discovered yesterday. Um, we're recording this in August and it was just announced in the uh, August Amazon API news, the Amazon ads API news, that they are going to begin including the ability to increase for rest of search, which is a total game changer because otherwise, uh, you know, it's really tricky for us to try to do everything I was talking about a few minutes ago, where it's like, okay, well, we can't decrease our product pages, so how can we decrease the bids but not lose bids on rest of search, blah, blah, blah. Once we have the ability to increase for rest of search, which apparently is already available in the API, I haven't got a chance to check out the API myself yet, although I'm actually planning on looking into it uh, later this month, but um, it's not in the ad console yet. So I did check the ad console, it's not available in there. I checked bulk sheets, it's not available in there yet. Um, probably in the coming weeks, it will be available. And so we're gonna put this cell in red for the time being, because by the time this podcast airs and you guys have access to this link, um, 
you might not actually be able to incre <laughs> increase for a rest of search. But, you know, hypothetically, if you could, all, all it would be, the, the logic would just be kind of the same thing where um, in this scenario, because product pages is the worst performing, uh, you would be doing the same thing. So like if the uh, rest of search revenue per click is greater than the product pages revenue per click, then we will want to do that, that same logic of find the, the difference, the percentage difference in performance. And we actually find out that it's about 102% better. And then actually in this scenario as well, if, if uh, we, we would actually want to do the same for top search, maybe you know what we should do is actually have two separate sheets. One that's like assuming there is no ability to increase for, for uh, rest of search. And then if that ever becomes available, um, the only thing here would be we, for top of search, we would also want to be uh, adjusting from product pages because in this scenario, product pages would become kind of our, our base bid. So if I just like switch in a couple cells, we'll switch this all back later on. You know, hypothetically, if we had the ability to increase for rest of search and top of search, and we knew that product pages was the worst performer, this is what it would look like. We would essentially want to absolutely like destroy kind of our base bids around product pages. So like typically if a, if a keyword is bidding around a dollar, you'd probably want to be bringing that down to something like 50 cents or 40 cents, something really, really low to account for how low that performance is on product pages. But then you can double that bid for rest of search and then triple that bid for top of search. So you raise it by 100% uh, back up on rest of search and then another 200% on top of search. So we're essentially lowering the default bids on the keywords in order to deprioritize spend on product pages. And then we can increase from there for the other placements to get us back. So I'm sure that lost a lot of people. I think I confused myself while I was talking, Andrew. It's a, that's a very easy topic and it's very easy when you're doing math and trying to explain these concepts to get lost on a tangent. And so if that was you, uh, sorry about that, but I thought you did a great job of explaining that and just kind of illustrating some of the, the thought patterns that go into actually how to calculate these changes in performance based on your placements. Because I feel like most of the people that I've seen talking about this, it's very canned generic responses of how they are increasing and calculating top of search placements. In reality, there is no real calculation that I've seen out there anyway. And so this is going to be super helpful regardless, um, just helping people get a baseline understanding of, of how you can potentially manipulate these placements and how you might go about even figuring out what you should increase those placements to. So this has been super helpful for me. Um, this is, I'm sure this is super helpful for a lot of people. Um, hopefully this tool gets a lot of use and um, people can go through it. You know, you'd have to go through this campaign by campaign in order to be able to kind of get this view. You could do this at a, a total level. If you just use a bulk sheet, you could get your, or a placement report. You could um, get the breakout of your whole account and get kind of the overall averages of the performance differences that you're seeing across placements. Or you could just look at the individual campaign by campaign level um, and set those uh, at that individual campaign level. Um, but that would take a lot more time, right? Like that, that would be a lot more labor intensive, especially if you have a lot of campaigns going through campaign by campaign and setting those placement modifications accordingly could, could take some time for some people for sure. Yeah. So what we do is, is we've actually, we've made a tool for ourselves, which basically takes a, a bulk sheet. Um, we just like download a sponsored products bulk sheet, uh, ship it through like the, the program that runs off our desktop. 
and it will calculate the placements for all of the performance, uh, all the placement performance across every campaign, figure out what the performance difference should be. Uh, it also checks to make sure that there's enough data on it, right? You're, you're going to run in, again, go back to episodes two through five, where like you want to make sure that you have a certain number of clicks. Because if you just have just one click and one order at top of search, that revenue per click would be astronomical and throw everything off. So you want to have some safety rails in there. Make sure that you have enough click data that you at least have one order um, before you start calculating these these placements. But yeah, we have a tool that um, the logic that we wrote in it is basically everything I just explained to you guys. Uh, it just factors in um, how how much underperformance are we seeing on product pages or rest of search because that's typically where it's the worst. Factors that into the individual keyword bits. That's something that's kind of cool. Like it creates a, a separate variable for every individual campaign. So every single campaign is is getting its own variable based on its own placement performance, and all of the campaign settings are being modified, and then that variable is being uh, factored into each individual keyword bid within that campaign. So it's it's really cool. It works really well. It's like revolutionized the performance for our accounts since we've been using it, and. Uh, we would love to create a free version of this, like in some way for you guys to use uh, a, in like an, a web app that's connected to the API. So if you guys think that'd be a cool thing, leave a comment that says free tool or something like that. And then uh, we'll, we'll give a, we'll do it. If we get, how many comments should we say, Andrew, how many comments do we need? I don't know. We, we, we don't need to put a cap on it or a limit to it. I don't know. I, I feel like when we do no, that. It worked on our hundred subscribers goal. It, I actually it did it did yeah you're right. Uh, let's say we get fifty, we get fifty. That's like okay. you know proof of value comments. right there. That's quite that's a lot of comments. Fifty comments. Most comments our video has has like four. <laughs> okay, so we just need like if we get okay. I like it. We'll reach it if we get because if we get fifty comments uh, on this video saying free tool, we will take all of this logic, build a web app, connect it to the API to your own Amazon Ads account so that you can run it and uh, it'll calculate all of your campaign placements um, for you um, and push it, push them out to the API. Of course, give you the opportunity to like QA it before it pushes live. So, but yeah, um, cause I'll tell you that's been, uh, that's, I mean, I, I don't know how I was able to do it. Before. I, I don't know how I did it before. I, I, I do know how I did it before. <laughs> before I had this tool that could do it for every individual campaign, I would, I would just, get kind of lazy now. I just kind of lump all my campaign placement data together or at least like group them. Like, all right, maybe I'll just take yep. all my non-brand campaigns or all my brand campaigns and see how the placements are doing cumulatively across those. Yeah, um, just which still got us, I mean, on... I got us like 80% of the way there, like 80 to 90% of the way there. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that would be, get you pretty close. You're just relying on the averages across your account. I mean, that usually works pretty well, so. Yeah. But I mean, is there anything else to, to cover, Android? I certainly think um, I, I lost I lost some people um, talking through all these numbers. Hopefully, the spreadsheet is is valuable. I think, yeah. Is there anything else that you think we need to cover? I don't think so. I don't know. What do you have something in mind? Yeah, I'm gonna try to reiterate at the very beginning of the spreadsheet. I, I got totally sidetracked, <laughs> totally rabbit hole on the whole like why we're not looking at a cost <laughs> thing. I'm gonna try one last pitch on that if I can. To it. say it's a big mistake that pretty much every other software, or I shouldn't say every other, a lot of software tools um, do and managers do, where they have rule-based bidding, which is like, hey, if my current ACOS is above or below my target, I will increase or decrease by X percent. That's like so the normal thing for like every single keyword bid. It's like if it's above, below, increase, decrease, X percent, whatever. 
And then they apply that same logic to top of search, where basically just if the top of search ACoS is above or below my target, I'll increase or decrease by, by X percent. And it doesn't work that way because you could have keyword bids that are going for $10, $20 bids and $10, $20 CPCs, and you're spending way too much at the keyword bid level. And just because your, your keyword bids are, are messed up, you're faulting top of search because the ACoS at top of search looks high. So you're like, oh, I don't want to increase there anymore. I'm going to put top of search to 0%, even though the conversion rate is like three times, four times better than anywhere else. I mean, that's that's something that's always really interesting to see. Like you can see the click-through rates at top, uh, top of search compared to rest of search. It's about, uh, what is that? About four times, five times better click-through rate compared to product pages. It's like eight times better. Uh, the conversion rate's 55 times around 50% better than rest of search. It's three times better than product pages. Like the conversion rates are so good at top of search. It is worth having that increase up to like 30, 40, 50, 60%. I have some accounts where based off of their performance, uh, the, the, the performance dictates that top of search is worth a hundred percent increase. And when I see people just like, Oh, the ACOS on top of search is high. So I'm going to turn that down to zero rather than like, you know, realizing there's two different entities here that are, that are bidding. There's your keywords that are bidding, and then you're, you're adding a modifier at the, at the campaign setting level, but you can't apply that logic of just increase, decrease by X percent if ACOS is above or below my target for that very reason. So I hope that makes sense. That was like my second go at it. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a good good pitch on on that again. But yeah, I think just basically to, to wrap up what you're saying, from my perspective, what you're saying is that just by increasing top of search isn't necessarily going to help you hit the target ACOS. Um, you could go through this process of calculating what that top of search increase should be, set it to that. And then you're like, oh, top of search is is not performing. ACOS is too high. And it could be because you didn't account for that 55% increase to top of search in, in your bids. So your base bids are too high uh, for that even that top of search placement because you didn't account for that when you changed the top of search modification to 55%. You left your bids the same. And so basically you just added uh, an extra cushion or an extra layer of 55% increase in, to your bid that you just allowed Amazon to spend for you. And so in order to fully capture the value of this conversation that we're having today is to increase or calculate those placement performance differences, set those changes, and then account for that in your base keyword bid. So if you're increasing by a certain percentage, you need to make sure that you're pulling those bids back um, by a certain amount as well to account for that increase that you're giving giving leeway to. Yep. All right. Well, if you don't, if, if this doesn't make sense to you, just leave a comment anyways. <laughs> Let us yeah. know what what was confusing. I've um, I yeah. I I hope I can get better at explaining these things. But uh, again, maybe that's why we should make some uh, make that premium online course we were talking about. You know, give us some. Now that we've had some opportunity to think through how to explain things better, we could probably do a, a better job second time around. Well, I know that we've talked about this quite a bit and we've we've gone through this like explanation, this exercise probably like 15 times, you and I. Uh, and I've heard you explain this so many different times. And there, and I, I know there's, it up. <laughs> I, I know there's still stuff in there that we maybe missed out on. Uh, there's definitely uh, a lot of other nuance and things like that that go go into uh, this conversation. But yeah, maybe we maybe we do need something a little more concise, long form, and and hits all the all the major knowledge tidbits and points that that people can pull from. But all in all, yeah. man, I thought you did a great job. Thought we thought you crushed it, and uh, yeah, hopefully that everybody got some value from that and 
have something to take back to their accounts uh, starting this week and um, start making some some changes and actually implement some of the stuff that that they're learning through this podcast. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys find this uh, information valuable. If you do, please like and subscribe. It helps us, keeps us happy, keeps YouTube happy. And we'll make sure that uh, we'll probably clean this up a little bit, make this look a little nicer, make sure we include some instructions for you guys. So you can just, uh, when you find this spreadsheet in the description of the podcast, you can just make a copy of it for yourself and you can use it for, for your life. And then uh, if you say free tool, and if we get 50 of those comments, we'll do a, a web connected or an API connected web version. So that's it. That's that's all we have for this episode this this week. Andrew, anything else or you want to just send us off? Nope. Let's wrap it up. We'll see you next week on that Amazon ads podcast. Talk to you soon.